Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hello everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, joined by Chase Curtis and uh, our very own Dominic Gayton in the office with uh, Mike Antonovich on the phone who was uh, actually at Redbud Track and Trail soaking in all of the uh, winning vibes. I feel like us three in this office were the only ones in the industry that weren't there. Right? It was insane, yeah. yeah it was crazy. Well, was it, well for uh, for you, you were at Mini Major East-West Shootout in Texas. I had a series of unfortunate events with two stolen wallets and no IDs. And uh, Dahmer just, Dahmer's just not American. He's voting for Team Mexico and <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to go. Viva. But, uh, Viva. Anton, dude, it looked amazing. I watched, uh, you know... With the MXGP TV app, I was planning on going and riding Paris on Sunday. But I woke up and I just had this feeling and I'm I'm watching this live and uh typing as it happens and uh certainly glad I did. Was it as uh what is it uh, stupid question. It was super amazing being there in person, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so with that, it was. The highs and lows of the weekend, as anyone that's ever experienced donations or anybody that was there this weekend will attest. Uh, yeah, it was a roller coaster from Friday morning from when we walked in until Saturday, you know, through Saturday, through Saturday's qualifying motos, and then, you know, to yesterday when it was finally all said and done. So many times I think people thought, like, the USA's got this thing on lock and it's this and it's that because, I mean, we did have the three top guys it was the two dudes that went one two in our championship here and then the top ranked 250 guy that we had that was an american that red butt all that uh but i'll tell you this when chase went down on saturday and you could feel you could feel the tension uh and the excitement drop considerably like <laughs> oh shit we might not have this as easy like it's still things can still happen and then the rain that started on saturday night all through sunday intermittently that was that kind of factor of like, oh, things can get really interesting really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was watching the final, like the, the final practices on Sunday morning and looking at the track and just how sloppy it was and the two lines that were cut in, it was a full GP track at that point. You know, we, we know the American tracks, especially Redbud, to be ripped so deep. And then you look out over that thing and it was steamrolled smooth. And I was like, man, anything can happen today mm-hmm. uh so then to see everything happen the way it did in those three motos eli winning one just being a top mx2 guy chase being right there in the thick of those battles at the front every time yeah dude it was crazy uh i don't know if they showed it on tv so don you, you'll have to tell me this when they showed the the trophy presentation and then the national anthem did you watch that far did Dahmer yeah. or you did you yeah guys, yeah, yeah did they put any sound of the crowd on yeah, you could hear the crowd chanting, and USA. they were singing along with the national anthem. Yeah, it was pin drop quiet when the national anthem started, like literal, complete silence. And then everyone that was there started singing the national anthem. 
So it was wild. Like, you could just feel the highs and lows of everything all weekend. Mm-hmm. And then add in, you know, the usual rowdiness of Red Bud, um, people getting pepper sprayed, uh, tipping motorhomes over, tipping porta potties over, pit bike races. It was the general chaos, but yeah, like it was the motocross nation's weekend that everybody had been looking forward to since the last time we left there in 2018. It was awesome. Hey, so when did the forecast change? Because I know like early in the week, we we're like, oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's not even going to be hot. It's going to be great. I think and I looked then, at two, on Tuesday. I, I'm pretty sure I looked and it said like 40% chance of rain. So yeah. yeah, because so then you know I was watching the qualifying on Saturday, going, oh, it looks a little gray, but it, yeah, it's not raining. It's gonna be bitching, and you know it didn't rain Saturday at all. So I was like, oh, sweet, it's gonna be good. And then you know my Italian buddy Matias there, yeah, running around red button his white jeans, and he texts me, white jeans, dude, it's raining. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. So I wake up Sunday morning, you know, and I tune in to the B final, and it's just a mess, like a quagmire. And, like, you know, thank God it stopped raining really hard. And, and man, the Richies and the Redbud track crew did an amazing job whipping that place into shape, I think. Because, uh, man, by the third moto, those guys were going so fast. And just it didn't, it didn't look like a mud bog at all. Yeah, how was the? And, I mean, how how was the mood? How, was. how was the mood Sunday morning? Were they just like, "Oh shit, we're in trouble," <laughs> or a little know. bit, a little bit like Saturday night? I was sitting in the hotel, and it kind of started raining, pretty heavy out of nowhere. And we were like twenty five minutes away, um, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's a lot of rain unexpectedly." And then as I woke up the next morning, I just kept watching. I just kept watching. <laughs> And, like, it wasn't the days of rain that had happened last year or the last time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be so bad. I was more so worried about the parking lot uh, in the back. Mm. And because last time they had to push so many cars out and we're driving our car. You know, I'm not driving a rental that I'm going to take back to Hertz. Yeah. So I was like, man, I really hope it's not too bad. Seeing how well, though, uh, they had done such a great job and kind of keeping everything not ripped too deep until – after that B final, before those three motos, and then they really did some nice work to the track. Everything came around so well. Dude, at a certain point on Saturday, I had a T-shirt on running around, like T-shirt and jeans and taking my sweatshirt off because I didn't need it at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, we got four seasons of weather in two days. <laughs> nice. Anton, was the infield on Sunday as bad as it was in 18? No. Nowhere near as bad. Slippery. Like, definitely slippery because the rain, but nowhere near just the mud bog that it was back then where it was every blade of uh, grass was pretty much stomped out the, the the hill yesterday were still very pretty and everybody i gotta say this from what it looked like did a very good job of picking up after themselves there have been other times that we've left that race and it just looks like a disaster uh but everyone was super respectful of the richie family this year and everything that's gone on to get the race back there so uh, it was an all-time weekend we're we're uh, organized drunk us americans <laughs> <laughs> um you know, and I, I think I think with everything else, like, definitely different vibe, though, than 2018. Because I think everybody was a little leery of, like, oh, man, are we going to get, like, stomped in again? Mm-hmm. So, after the third race, though, and, and I'd even kind of noticed this, it wasn't as wild as I thought it would be. Now, maybe down in the parking lots and the pits, it got a little bit crazier down there. Mm-hmm. But I thought that they were going to, like, tear that place apart after the podium and everybody just kind of dispersed and went back to where they went and that was it now 
we got very lucky with the rain all day yesterday, though. As you saw in the race, like maybe right before the gates would drop or the first two or three minutes, there would be some good rain. Uh, just enough to kind of stress the goggle guys out and make it exciting. Mm -hmm. But the heaviest rain came um, about 10 minutes after they got everyone into the media center for the press conference. And then it was dumping buckets. I mean, the hardest rain that it rained the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And if that had happened out there on the track, we would have an entirely different story because it would have changed the track so much. Yeah. You know what? I think, uh, I mean, the only top guy I saw racing without goggles was Jet Lawrence in the third moto. Oof. Like, was there any, uh, there weren't, like, goggle problems like you'd expect at a money race? Uh, the Dutch guys had quite a few goggle problems. Like, I did see quite a few people further back ditch him, but if mm -hmm. you were able to get up front and stay out of it, like, same story as always, you got to keep the bike and your vision pretty clear. But there were dudes further back that had goggle problems. Uh, Dylan actually had goggle problems in practice on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And it's an FIM rule. You have to come in and get new goggles. And they have that little pit lane set aside just for it. And like his first goggle swap then was like a pretty slow deal. You could see it was like pretty labor intensive. But when they did it during the race, you could tell that that practice had paid off because he came right back out and was flying and was putting in some of the faster laps of the day late in that moto after he had stopped and gotten goggles so there were some people that had issues but nobody really bad chase did have some in his first moto uh so he did say he was riding a little bit differently as a result of that mm -hmm. but it wasn't just uh we're gonna throw them off everywhere like it's been in the past oh so that's a rule if you lose your goggles you have to go in and get yeah specifically at the at fim like mxgp events okay, you have okay. to come in after a certain amount of time to get the goggles after you've dumped them is it within the next lap? Because, I mean, I, they showed Jet on, on TV with no goggles. Um, it's, I think it's, like, within three laps. There's a certain amount, but, like, yeah, there were other dudes that went pretty long uh, mm. about it. I think in the future the penalty thing is supposed to start intensifying because it's still a pretty new concept. Mm -hmm. But guys that have been in the past, Calvin Valandrin at the Nations one year, just completely ruined his eyes because he, touched, he tossed his goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have some different rules uh, in, in FIM, like the chest protector rule under the jersey and all that. And this, what, go and this goggle rule. What's the chest pro one? You have yeah, to I wear think one? they have to wear chest protector front, front and rear, and it's got to be under the jersey, I think, mm. so it doesn't get snagged. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and that, that chest pro protector rule thing was in effect, too, because Dylan was wearing his under his jersey. Oh, that's um, right. I kind of think that team france maybe made him put the jersey on over the top because it's like a uh, spec jersey for the team but rob bidos pointed that out that he had never seen dylan wear a jersey over the chest protector but like he was this weekend so like the euro style has gone back and forth i saw a picture of team france all together and the thor jerseys and the alpine star jersey looked identical it looked like they just put the logos on them and one person yeah. yeah 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 they like, theirs are always really it was it almost looked like a t-shirt like it had a v collar and like <laughs> it didn't look like a jersey it was weird yeah um well should, should we break it down by moto i dude <laughs> were you were you surprised when eli was whole shot the first moto <laughs> very surprised <laughs> i was like whoa tomac with a whole shot it's done He's yeah gonna... i called i'm like this is over how far inside was this gate he came from like the it middle. Yeah, the he middle. came from like the middle. Nice, nice. But uh, uh, yeah, it was the doghouse gate that he had used in the summer too. Oh he wow! He stayed with that gate the whole weekend. Nice. But uh, yeah, when he whole shot, I was like, yeah, 
But, I mean, he won, but he didn't win by a lot. I, I thought he was going to be gone. No, Yago Geertz did great. Yeah. So there's two guys this weekend on 450s for their first, like, big race, right? Just Jet and Yago. Yeah, those two guys. So uh, Yeah, Anton, Yago on the 450 was amazing. Yeah, he was very impressive. Uh, I, I was excited to see him and Eli go head-to-head like that on Saturday because that wasn't a matchup that I was expecting, and Yago did very well up against the pressure you know, it did take Eli a little bit to get going, but, I mean, he was still right there, and Yago did really, really well. Uh, his last moto of the weekend wasn't great, but the other ones that were there, he has a lot of potential on that 450 for sure. Was So I'm pretty sure I saw him riding at the goat farm for a little bit. Was he on a, a star bike, or was he on his his team's 450? He was on his team's, uh, but they had kind of brought everything over and worked with Yamaha and Star down there. Mm. Uh, there were a couple actually quite a few people that were on star bikes somebody from yeah. lithuania uh ferris or ferris from spain so star had a lot of dudes under their rig uh renault was under there on his bike and then they had you know dylan eli and justin so there was there was quite a bit of star bikes out there and then their whole staff was there same thing for honda same thing for ktm it was all hands on deck for every team this weekend it was funny to see when they would show the paddock of the mechanics area and, like, some of the star, like, Amer- they're American yeah. guys. But they're in France gear yeah. and they're in all this stuff. Australia gear. Yeah, I yeah. saw a picture of my buddy Matty G, Shimoda's mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> like, was, he I, a, was he in a kimono? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that was funny because I'm like, these guys are on the one hand, they're probably going, you know, go USA, but they're, you know, they're supporting their yeah. ride and the deal. That was cool. I, wanted, I saw a picture of Matt drinking after, and I wanted to be like, don't you celebrate. Your guy didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a shocker. Yeah. So, uh, Moto One was MXGP and MX2. Uh, obviously, uh, Hunter Lawrence was the top MX2 guy, but Justin Cooper was right up there. And uh, man, you know, I, I obviously duh. Now, obviously, obviously, the right guy was chosen for the job, but I think we all knew that Justin was going to deliver. You know, I mean, how many nationals has he won on a 250? Uh, you know, he obviously wanted to redeem himself from his previous designations appearance. But, uh, man, he was super, super solid. Did you did you get to spend time around him, Anton? Was, how was his mood throughout the weekend? Fired up. Like, he was very much ready to prove that point, you know, of everybody. that it, Him and Mohead both were very adamant, like, we were the guy to get picked. I had asked him yesterday, and how was your weekend? You know, after you lost in 2019 and you have three years to sit there and think about this, you know, what is it? And he's like, I almost didn't come back. I almost didn't want to go through that loss again. And that's pretty big considering just one race, you know, but that shows how important it is to all these people. And I agree with him after all of the trash talking and all the comments that have been said about him online for him to come out realistically be the strongest member of the team at certain points through the weekend Mm -hmm. i mean he's legit he's legit and i feel for him for all these people that just keep bagging on him and bagging on him when he was the top american in the 250 class he has no conflicts he knows all the stuff that's out there and anytime it's you know a challenge he does a very good job of rising up to it Mm -hmm. i think justin really did earn himself a lot of uh good merit within the pit area for a lot of people just in the industry because they see how how good he is and how determined he is Mm -hmm. and i hope that this kind of changes the thing on fans people may never warm up to his personality or whatever but the guy's dedication is unquestionable for sure yeah man he ripped two good starts 
two really did he, good Did fights. you watch the How Was Your Weekend from Saturday about a start? No, what did he say? So Team USA, you know, because we went through the lottery, the ballot draw, which if anybody can watch that on YouTube, please do, because some of the jokes that the uh, motocross commissioner was saying, hilarious, uh, <laughs> just very tongue-in-cheek shit. Uh, but they got 15th gate pick, and he still wound up with the gate like one or two, maybe two or three in from the first, from the very inside. Because there was and a was rock like, in it or something, right? Because there was a rock there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did watch that. And so, like, to hear that, I thought that he had just gotten lucky. So to even hit that rock and then to have that star 250 just power ahead, mm-hmm. yeah, that was huge. Did you notice how many Yamahas were in the front off of every star? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, okay, so, you know, star leased out all these bikes, right? I think I heard, I heard there were four people on, like, star motors. 250 or, or total? Well, four guys four guys. Other than the actual star racing yeah. guys. Yeah. So these these bikes that they built or these motors they built, right? Yeah. Are they like Cooper's practice bike through the year one that was they built up? Or? I heard one was a practice bike. One was Craig's 450 that he was racing outdoors. Okay. Another was a practice bike, and another was, I think, just a race bike. A Colts from Supercross, his motor or something stupid. I don't know. Yeah, nice. And then, remember, everybody has a backup bike, too. So yeah. it's two bikes. Good God. So, super interesting thing that I saw the Americans do uh, this time around, because we've heard so long from the last four years of, like, they didn't change that rear tire, and it was muddy on the on the grid and whatever. They did the whole parade lap on one bike and then came in and got on the other bike to do the moto. <laughs> like, that's to the level that they were like, yeah, this is how this is going to go. That's sick. Yeah, I heard Tomac say that on How Was Your Weekend, and I was like, wait, what? That's sick. Yeah, so that kind of stuff is, like, I mean, that's only going to happen in GP races or at motocross and nations. But seeing that, I was like, oh, they're taking no chances right now. <laughs> and still, you know, a 40-minute turnaround time to completely wash the bike yeah. that came off, reprep it, do everything, and then have the other one sitting right there that still needs a little bit of attention. So it can be ready to go at the moment, like at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, dude, really a lot of cool strategy things that are so different from the American racing. Uh, even the FIM people had a nice meeting with the American riders on Friday and Saturday to explain like, Hey, this is the procedure. This is the way things go because it is so different from what you guys are used to. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So, uh, in the, uh, MXGP, MX2. Marvin Moto. did good. Marvin. Yeah. Marvin did great. Uh, Anton, did you talk to Marvin at all? A little bit, but never like on camera. I noticed in photos they're running, uh, this is the first time I saw it because Marvin's been practicing with the old one, but they have a different factory KTM clamp on both him and Antonio's bike. It's no longer mm-hmm. like the fingered whatever. It's a solid yeah, one, there but it's a not a stock one. Clamps. Yeah, so I wonder if, if that's helped improve the feeling they're looking for at all or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different engine hangers too. Yeah. I noticed like a little, little bits here and there. Um, yeah, so interesting to see how they were doing all that. On Antonio, I heard that, that he told Mathis that that's his last professional motocross race ever. Oh, crap. Wow. Dang. So, you know, and a good way to go out with the number one plate. That was cool because Tony's birthday over the weekend, mm-hmm. everybody was super into it. Everybody was happy to see him. Um, and that big red number one plate looked cool. The coolest thing, though, that Tony had, uh, this really bitchin' tight blue tracksuit that team italy had spec for everybody so like it's funny to see the euro fashion we were sitting in the car uh in the parking lot me and megan were 
watching everyone walk in and like Latvia has these cool uh, burgundy and gray letterman jackets like they're varsity football players and then like other ones have like red pants and and just all the euro fashion it, it was funny yeah Mattia running around there in his white jeans nice all right all the Italian guys um, <clears throat> in the uh, in the MX GP class was that for team Guam was that Benny Bloss or was it Sean Lepanovich I think in that one was Benny. I think Benny, Benny was MX GP and then Sean was open. Yeah. So that team, that, I think it's just so crazy that Lepanovich was there racing for Guam when he's like swap motor racer. He's like regular guy, you know? Same with Varese. And Varese that racing. Was too. I didn't know Varese was Guamanian. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> Never there, but there's no Puerto Rico team this year, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, were you? Uh, I, I was kind of shocked to see. Well, I think he obviously couldn't stay off the ground, but Joe had a poor showing there on Saturday, and uh, that I thought maybe Team Japan would win the B final, anchored by Joe, but he had more bad luck. And then I saw, I think on his Instagram, he was getting his finger X-rayed or something. Yeah, and so I like, see that. No big deal. I wonder. I haven't seen him ride since Paula. Like, we've been at the tracks. Well, he went to Japan. He was in Japan oh, for two true, weeks. Oh, that's true. That's true. He okay. went and raced uh, a Japanese national in the 450 right, class 450, and yeah. smoked everyone. But I know he came back and was at Paula or hmm. Fox Raceway before he left. But, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. How did he look over the weekend, Michael? Yeah, Joe looked great. I, I like that all three Japan bikes, there was a Cowie uh, under Mitch's pit. Uh, pit a factory Honda, and then there was a Yamaha that got sent out. I don't know where that one got parked at, though, but all three had different graphics. Uh, Joe had that great wave painting on his. Mm -hmm. um, Joe looked really good, and in the, the team role, you know, as team leader, he definitely took that on really well. Um, the people went crazy for Joe. The Friday night presentation he got, other than Team USA, I think some of the loudest cheers of mm -hmm. any individual rider. Uh, but then riding-wise, he looked good. You know, he's the 250 guy that I think could have made – Sunday's three motos really interesting had they have qualified, but mm -hmm. unfortunately just the other two guys that were there and one of them was a last minute replacement for an injury. Oh. It's just, you know how it is, Don. I mean, the the Japanese moto scene, uh, for how big it could be, it's just not, you know. So Joe, with unfortunately them not making it, sucked. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. Mitch put a lot of effort into that deal. You know, he had he had made sure that Scott, like, so Knowles prep goggles for everybody else on Team Japan went if they needed them for the mud. Everybody on PC was super into it. All of his mechanics that were there, they all had the jackets on. For a guy that, you know, had to get a tryout ride and didn't really talk to Mitch in the first part of his time there, he's really become Mitch's, like, next little product. <laughs> like, yeah. everything that's going on, it's really cool to see Joe taking that next step, and it sucks that we didn't see, like, what he would be capable of, because I think that he would have been another one of those guys that could have been right on Justin, or right with Justin, chasing 450s in that second moto on, on Sunday. Yeah. Not to mention that they even, they drove the whole rig across the country just for one rider. Mm -hmm. Only yeah, Cali rig that was there. Yeah. It's cool, though, because I know they're building, PC does a shop bike every year, and Joe was chosen to get the shop bike this year, so they're going to have a Shimoda replica in the PC shop, which would be pretty cool to see from years on, you know? Nice. It'd be cool if they got the, the wave graphics. I think they. I think that's the plan, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see what so. those look like. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked all the kits that Fox Racing made. Dude. <laughs> and uh, how they used the, the same graphic 
different colors yes. and everything, but I thought Joe's looked the best. I thought I like that one. I like uh, Kaide Wolf's was pretty sick. The orange. Mm-hmm. I also like the the Alpine Stars kits that Tomek had on and Sexton had on. Yeah, they were. I think it was pretty cool. I you like know what was the cool about it? They were very classy looking. Yeah. It wasn't overly no, it was stars and stripes and everything, mm-hmm. but it was mostly blue, right? Yeah, blue and white. It looked like. Yeah, I thought it looked really nice. But, uh, did you see the Did you see the Fox uh, staff apparel? <laughs> yeah, that was so sick. White overalls. That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they they wore them to the after party too. Yeah, pretty clean. <laughs> nice. Pretty cool. Nice. Well, um, hey, let's take a uh, quick break to hear from our sponsors. Race Deck is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over thirty five years experience personalizing your suspension setups. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel which drastically improves bottoming resistance and increased traction. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now, next cleaning air filters or changing oil, tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient sniper cross-country bike, to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e-bike. Every Intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. 
A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too, so give the crew at IntenseCycles.com a look. Everyone, welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast, presented by our friends at Pro Taper. Speaking of Pro Taper, uh, each week we give away a Pro Taper product. Last week we uh, offered up a Sella start device, self-engaging launch assist, and uh, we voted for... Uh, our favorite comment on the SwapMotorLive.com website was from Mike Dezoetti. He says, uh, sorry to hear about your wallet swap, but you should make A-Ray have to decide between Mathis and you to officiate his wedding to see where his heart really lies. So we chose that one because he didn't say, like, guys, I really need that whole shot device. Or yeah, he might not even anything. have a bike. Yeah, but <laughs> he, he had a funny kind of a, a clever idea. And then there was another commenter that said, I vote for uh, A-Ray to get married in the Windy City. <laughs> <laughs> that was legendary. Yes. So uh, anyway, Mike Desote, uh drop me an email with your address, and we'll get that sell a start device out for you. This week we have another pair of uh, ProTaper clamp-on grips, which are super badass, very easy to install, feel very good in your hands. and uh, They work well on jet skis too. Do they? Yeah. You put one on your jet ski? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I might not have flew off the back of that one, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah. So drop a comment in the, uh, podcast post on swapmotolive.com, not on uh, YouTube or uh, pod server, where else do it on our website. And, uh, yeah, we'll give you a pair of grips for your dirt bike or jet ski, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, getting back to motocross of nations, uh, in moto two, Anton, did it start raining again right before the uh, MX2, MX3 moto? Or was that the last moto it started dumping? I, I'm pretty sure it rained before all three motos. Really? It kind of become a blur. <laughs> Just stress everyone out. <laughs> Just quick enough. Like, I'll say this. The third moto, it, it didn't rain before the third moto. It rained before the second one. Because I took the plastic like sleeve that I had on my camera off before the third one, thinking it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then in those last, like, 10 minutes and i was like oh better put that back on yeah okay yeah it's rained at the end of the last moto but um okay so mx3 and mx2 um hey one thing i gotta say about the broadcast is that you know obviously paul malin is a badass announcer but i thought both rick johnson and uh jason thomas did a phenomenal job especially jt yeah jt's he's i really enjoyed him even outdoors this year doing yeah. trackside stuff I, yeah. so much uh, insight and he has a he has a great vocabulary also yes yeah i like that but uh but yeah they kept saying malin kept saying like oh the, the mx3 is like the weaker big bike riders and this and that but not really man i mean those guys were badass and uh so moto two was jet jet lawrence one right jet lawrence came through that had to be something to watch him ride. You probably couldn't even hear him go by, right, Anton? Like, <laughs> he's, he revs so low, even on 250, so 450 must be a kind of like electric, electric bike guy. Kind of. And then typical Jet, like, first 10 minutes, he's just kind of there, and he's lurking, and nothing's really happening. And I'm wondering, like, oh, maybe the bike's, like, too much, and he's just trying to, like, ride it around. You know, hey, if he's in third, that's pretty good because – for these guys to be up front, you know, this is this is a pretty good battle right now. And then for him to just like rip, ride right up to him and then yeah. start doing what he was doing, I'm like, oh, never mind. He's very good still on it, this bike. Yeah, it's like he just decided to go. Well, I think he made some kind of like some uh, 
silly little mistakes when you get close to chase. Yeah, he was in third for longer than I thought because he caught him pretty quick. Yeah. And then, but then but that pass he ended up making, I th obviously it looked he got a little little loss of traction more than he thought he was going to because mm -hmm. he even crossed the finish line with a little sorry to chase as he passed him. Yeah. But uh, but then he made. I'm sorry. Who was out front? Was that Renault? Guadagnini. Guadagnini. Guadagnini yeah. Guadagnini. Rode great. Yeah, but he Rip. made quick work of that dude. Like Chase oh, yeah. could not pass him. No. Passed him, got passed back. And then, uh, but Lawrence was just like, yo. Psh. So it's yeah. funny, and he passed him around that little sweeper, like just, just took the line away. It wasn't like he went faster over the jump or something through the whoop. It was the, like his racecraft where he passes people was way different. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. The, the sand rollers, like up the hillside before the weep, mm -hmm. you know, everybody did the same thing through them, but, you know, and I, it's so weird to say, but it's the truth when you see him. He hit them so much smoother than everyone and it just like say, stayed so neutral found the tightest inside rut set up for the corner perfect never looked out of shape or anything anywhere the little stuff that he's always been able to do on the 250 like ride it like a, a bmx bike i'm like man that's cool that's cool that he can do it on that little bike i wonder if it'll translate over and some stuff already is so that's that's pretty interesting for the months that he's had total riding that thing mm -hmm. It's kind of scary for the other guys. Right. It, it's, it's like you watch. <laughs> totally. You see how well you did on this at this race. Yeah. It, so, A, it's a race with a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. B, it's a race which, in which he had very little time to prepare. Yep. Dude, how good is he going to be in the 450 Nationals next year? Yeah. Like, I think, I think dudes are hoes. Mm-hmm. Even with some time to bulk up, too, because he does look small yeah. on that bike. Like, yeah. He did. Me and Dahmer had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about the nations hyping up about like, if you look at how uh, Chase got bigger when he got on the 450 and Renault is a big stocky, like not stocky, but just a ripped like big kid. And you saw those two ahead of him in the next moto, which we'll get to. And then you see Chase right or Jet right behind them. He does look smaller than them, but then little by little, you're starting to see him fill out uh, as time's going on right now. So it'll be interesting to see what this off season brings for him. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so he, he passed really quickly. Was there any, uh, in Howard's weekend, did, did Sexton make any mention of Jet's pass on him? Or was that just, yeah, they got close, racing incident, or was he salty at all? No, not really. Um, and I need to re-see it because I want to see how Chase got Guadagnini but then lost it again because where I was on the track, I saw him get him. Mm, he made a mistake, you know, after, after the leap that left right and that before the right there's that roller thing yeah like he yeah. kind of messed up in that area and guadagnini got him back okay but, but yeah no he didn't the only thing that he had said to someone else was he really wanted that overall win like the class overall win mm -hmm. which would have been a huge statement for him um but then i think too at the end once they knew how the weekend had been going and let's be honest how saturday had went where he was so far ahead and then the same mistake that's happened so many times. And I know so many people are thinking that it's a mental thing for him. And I'm sure that that's part of it, but it's, they got to start thinking that it is the bike because it's the same problem that's been happening over and over. Just the yeah. front end was good. And then it Push. kind of gave, and then the rut gave out and then it was over. Yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I was just like, Oh, oh you know what man. it makes me think of? I remember this NFL commercial years ago where they were in a bar and once it got bored, the guy would push a button and like something would pop up on the NFL game and 
<laughs> and trip a player. It's almost like when Buffalo the race, Wild Wings. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the when the sprinkler would come when up. The race gets bored. <laughs> someone's just like, ah. They needed an overtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, last lap. Grab his front wheel. Yeah. Yeah, and he was pissed Saturday. He was gone. There was no finding him. Even, like, around the Honda truck, he was pretty mellow, like, low-key, not coming out, not coming around. There wasn't really a lot. Not that he was throwing a fit or anything, but that was the, like, hey, shake, like, the head shake of, like, okay, this can't, thing can't get away from you very quickly here. Don't think you're just going to ride away to it. Yeah. And then I think that maybe that was kind of in the back of the head for a while, but he's going to get more chances. We're going to get a lot, lot more chances to, mm-hmm. to see him and uh, Jet go head-to-head. But yeah. I think a lot of people are all are already starting to wonder what's this going to be like when both of them get there because of the whole chase to KTM rumor that's in the background all the time now. Mm-hmm. And after Jet winning that sec that second moto, if you will, I I the way he came through them, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this kid's gonna win the second moto too. He's the, the third moto. He's gonna smoke all of them. I don't care if Tomac's in there. He's gonna get all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, in that second moto, I think, I think Justin Cooper started fourth. Yeah, he was fourth for a long time. Jesus, dude, I mean fourth against four fifties uh-huh. in that shitty deep, wet thing. I mean, he must start way inside again, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, man, props to Justin Cooper, pulled off a clutch start and, dude, ran strong. Did he get fourth in the moto? Do you stay for? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, think he so. stayed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I think the only I could 250 performance I think of that's better than that is RV at Bud's Creek. Mm-hmm. You know, when he smoked everybody, but but damn. I thought that was pretty awesome. And uh, you know, even though Cooper's ninth in the first moto is the one that got thrown out, still, dude, that guy was solid. He won the 250 or the MX2 overall. Um, I'm so happy for him. That's a huge statement to come huge. into that with him, with the whole, you know, is he going to be on the team? Is he not to just come there, do good, and then win the MX2 over the, especially those GP guys that were coming? I'm like, there's no way he's going to win that. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Hey, what do you guys think? I was, you know, when they're showing the podium and everything on TV, I think that the guy in the MX2 class should put his gear on. A right. fresh set yeah, of gear. Pretty, it's always weird like that. Weird, yeah. Yeah, he was in short pants. I mean, or at least look, throw your jersey on or something. Yeah, I just think, you know, just throw a clean set of gear on. It looks something. sick. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously Thor would have appreciated that, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. I just think that that's cool. It would have looked Or cool. just a nice clean new outfit and boots and just throw it on with a hat. So you look yeah, like yeah. the other racers. Yeah, yeah, totally clean set of gear. Brand new clean set of gear. But um, I don't know. Well, Hunter Lawrence had some bad luck in that motor, right? He, he went down yeah, a few he times. Fell. Um. Did he? He was second overall in the MX2 two class, what, I think, right? I'm pretty sure. The second best guy. Was there anyone else in MX2 that was impressive, Michael? Um, There were kids that had moments, but then also other ones that were on the ground. Like, I was excited to see Liam Everts again. Uh, it's mm. been a while, you know, in a bit, and just to see him growing up. Uh, but it wasn't, like, the greatest race for him. I think that Marvin did great, as we expected. You know, 914, but that's pretty good considering what it is. Uh, let me look. I'm trying to see if there was anybody else. Ferris, I, I really thought good things for him, especially after how strong Saturday was. Uh, but unfortunately, it just kind of didn't go as well. He went 25-27. Um, Kaida Wolf 
got a 10th in race one, but his second moto was not as good. Coldenhoff uh, was a throwaway score for the Netherlands. So then in the middle of those races, you could see where certain people were like kind of certain teams were starting to lose their chance at a top five or a top three. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the 250 guys go, you know, Justin really was on on that level. And he had even said the people that were around me was Hunter, you know, at different mm-hmm. times. So I know how they're going to how he's going to race. I expect it. He was, you know, he was he was there. Mm-hmm. So what happened to Glenn? Yeah, he was a big disappointment. He was just a me- like just kind of not a good day. A couple crashes, uh, didn't finish one race. Yeah, yeah, just just not a good weekend for him. Which was surprising huh. because he's the man. I mean, he won that race the last time we were there. Right? When I saw the rain Sunday morning, we were at Paris talking about it, and I go, "Oh, this is over. Glenn Kolbenoff's <laughs> going to win both of the motos." You watch, yeah. and they're like, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I'm like, dude, that guy is he's Mister MX of Nations." Yeah, and he won both the motos there in 18 easily. Hmm. Weird. There's guys there that were a, there's guys that rise to occasion at those nations. He's like one Paul, of them. Paul Malin, mm-hmm. yeah. back in the day, Pit Buyer, dude, he was so Pit gnarly. Buyer, yeah, he was so gnarly. Didn't Anstey win one year recently? Yeah, he His came. Class or he came to life. Yeah, yeah. yeah Anstey's done really well yeah. at, at that race a couple times. Yeah. Okay, Moto Three, MXGP and uh, MX Three, right? Yeah, open, yeah. open. Yeah, open. Man, like. Off the start, and it's funny because, you know, I was watching on the computer, and you're watching it live, but you can still press pause on the computer and, and watch. So Tomac was, like, contending for the whole shot, but he went a little wide, got pushed off, and then Kukumonkey crashed in the second turn, and he got balled up Dude, behind you him. Dude, c- but, but that last moto, if you watch, Jet Lawrence came from, like, way, dude, he cut across everybody. And that, that's who Gago Geertz hit. He caught the back of his wheel. That's what caused him to crash. Okay. Because just, Jet just came bolting from the outside in on those guys. Out of the second turn. Uh-huh. Out of the first out of the turn. The first, into the, into the yeah. first turn, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but tell me I got a good jump. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he got caught in that second yeah. turn. Little but angle. he was pretty far back. I think I counted him, you know, during the pause and then forward air. I think he was like 16th. Yeah. Going wow. out of the second turn. But uh, I don't know. When when that happened, Anton, and you see Tomac that far back, was there any concern? Was there a knot in your stomach? Were you like, oh, here we go? Uh, no, not really because I was just like, they pretty much got it. Because like, like I said, there were so many other teams that had already had a small issue, mm-hmm. you know, that I was like, mm, I still think they have, if not a double-digit lead over second place, like they still have a pretty nice cushion to work with. Mm-hmm. So – not too bad and then if anything it kind of made me more excited because i'm like all right when's he gonna like wick it up like when's <laughs> it gonna hit when's, when's he like gonna kinda, snap into tomac mode yeah and then it kind of didn't and i was like oh oh okay there was a good once he finally got around a couple guys ruben fernandez of spain who did great i think that like i said a couple weeks ago that spanish team was one to really keep an eye on had the mx2 scores been a little bit better i'm sure that they could have been a better podium threat but um once he got around him, and then it took him a while, and then he had Prado, which was right there. So two Spanish riders that he was working right on. And then there was this big gap to Seaworth and Ferrandez and Sexton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fun to watch that gap just shrink and shrink and shrink. And then it didn't. And I don't know if they showed it on TV, but uh, the right-hand turn after the sand loops before the big downhill table, Eli lost it. He went down and was down oh, for did. like a good – he was down for like a good seven seconds, like right in front of me. 
And I was oh. just like, oh my God, get up, get up. And then hoping that like the bike would fire right up and everything. And, and there was no issues, but that was like that last little bit because that whole hillside that's standing there, you just hear everybody gasp at once, like, <laughs> oh my God. And then he jumps up and then he gets going and he got going right in front of Prado and just picked it up and, and took off again. And probably I was did, like, oh, probably okay. nailed that jump, right? Oh yeah. Cleared it. No problem. <laughs> That's so bad. Were you like, when he fell, you were like, oh, don't be like Supercross three years ago. <laughs> yeah, you? like kind of, kind of because, but honestly, we got to go back to the Friday presentation and I sent you those photos and we'll, I'm sure they're going to be used as like, you know, images for the thumbnail. I've never seen Eli as happy as he was this weekend, just keyed up. Dude. And everyone I talked to, especially from Friday, thought that he was going to knock people out with a flagpole because he was waving it so hard into the fans <laughs> and then like screaming and, and people and shit. He's and doing like, a lot of the head bobbing. I saw dude, that. Dude, a lot of the head bobbing. Hmm. A lot of the head bobbing. <laughs> but like we've, we've seen before where, and, and people even in the crowd were saying, and was around like, wow, Eli looks really, really happy. He was grabbing little kids and like high-fiving them and shaking them so <laughs> Any kind of, like, stress of, like, a meltdown, I had no fear of. Yeah. And then John and Kathy were so happy all weekend. And then, I mean, dude, the whole Tomac family was there. His brother, his wife, everybody's kids, everybody. Mm -hmm. So there was, like, enough around there that it was just like, yo, just go do the job now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was cool to see him get that done. Like, I'll be honest, I really, really wanted to see him lay it to everybody. I Like, I think everybody oh, did. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when Saturday's qualifying moto went off and he got out front and uh, I, I saw some of the laps that he was doing when he was in clear air and how hard he was charging without tear-offs, I was like, oh, shit. And then for everything to happen, the lapper to unfortunately kind of bundle things up. But the dudes that he was racing against, I was really, really excited to see all that go on. So, no, but it was, dude, it was just cool to see the whole vibe from him just to know, like, hey, if that's his last outdoor national ever that he does, that was a good one to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was, I thought he was going to make a major charge in that third moto to come to the front, but obviously they, maybe they told him, hey, you don't need yeah. to go into Tomac. Well, he got up to six, right? Six or seven, something yeah, like that. Six, but, dude, Ferrandis was a, a madman yeah. up there. And, uh, <laughs> The back's obviously fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. But, dude, like, he was going so aggro and so fast. And then, like, that crash. Crash, yeah, was kind of weird, but I felt bad for him because the bike was laying down, like, down. On that little uphill there. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really hard for him to get the bike up. But, uh, yeah, dude, he was exciting to watch. And it was, like, it was cool to watch him, too, because, like, you know, we haven't seen him all year. Yeah. Um, and... You know, if he'd have rode like that during the Nationals, it would have been a different story because he was on the gas. All yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he had some misfortune, but he would just he could just pick it back up, the pace, and go. It, he didn't seem like uh, his endurance was a problem at all. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Renault, he's, he looks like a young guy. Huh? He just passed MX2 World Champs first year in 450 in MXGP. He did good. Yeah, but, I mean, how old is he? Uh, he's got to be, what, 21, 22, Anton? Yeah, no, uh, he's younger. I think he's like 23, maybe. He's not very old. And he's yeah. already had a couple little stutter steps to his career. He had a pretty significant arm injury a few years ago that almost cost him his entire career. So he's it's not like this just like out of nowhere, straight up and down for like career path. Mm -hmm. um, he's had a couple highs and lows. 
but he's good. Like he he's very good. And and like I was saying earlier, I've been wanting to see him ride because he's kind of got that same aggressive, big, fast, fluid style that's so popular right now. But we haven't seen it mm-hmm. from him yet. Um, I think that he's like part of that next generation in Europe, and we'll see what happens with him. Like, does he stay there forever, or does he get the itch to come here one day? Hey, his he, there was probably six, seven minutes left in that third moto when he was in the lead, and you know all those three guys were all together, and, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, is he going to hang on? Is he not? And it was so rad because they they showed his mechanic with the pit board out, like giving it to him, and the mechanic just wrote on the pit board, "Show him." Yeah, oh, and I was like, but, but wait, did you did it occur to you this pit board is in English? Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It like was his hips, English. legs, and show them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the show them was awesome. I was like, that's that's a, that's badass. He's yeah. just like, show them you're the dude right now. Give yeah. it to him, and he did. He was fast. Yeah, absolutely. But um, pretty badass, dude. Like like Anton said earlier, the 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 at the end when they were all up there and then the national anthem. It was it was. I was watching and I got a little like, this is this is awesome. You know, it was. I got a little. I got a little choked up. I'm not I gonna think, lie. I think we should make September 25th a new national holiday. Right. Honestly, <laughs> right. I might it, be celebrating. I think. July I think again. it brought our whole country together in a big I unity. Think so too. You know, because yeah. we've been so divided for too long. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, all so, needed was this. To that point, Dahmer, that's a very good uh, thing to say <laughs> because it is so needed right now. I think everybody has seen where everybody's at. You know. World Supercross, Super Motocross, the Pro Motocross season, MXGP. And everybody's had their ups and downs and their challenges through the years. So everybody, all the big brass from all of those places, were in one place this weekend. Uh, There was a lot of set-down meetings and what are we going to do and how is this thing going to go forward and a lot of, like, maybe even some tense meetings that were a long overdue. But same thing, everybody has walked away from this weekend like, this has to happen. We have to do this. This race is so important. To lose it would be really uh, sad, just because it is. There's nothing like it. And then, unfortunately, it sounds like right now the date for it might have to get pushed back later in the year because of so many things that are happening, which mm-hmm. is going to make it harder. Because if we're already experiencing rain in late September, <laughs> it's going to limit where we can go anywhere, really. Yeah. But uh, well, there's it's in Ernay next year, right? Yeah, in Ernay next year, but it's in September next year. Like that's seems to be pretty locked in but it's the years after that now that people are starting to be like Renee's the only one that's confirmed everything after that's up in the air mm-hmm. so with this weekend it was nice to hear like even from the gp people hey maybe we need to have a gp in the united states again maybe we need to try this again yeah um dude but why and- do why seriously every time there's a us gp like no american yeah. fans come out it's, like, it's, I, I was very pleased to see so many fans at Redbud. But, like, I've been at USGPs before where it was, like, we've had bigger swap model live races. They're quite – like uh, they're pretty expensive, though. I remember that last Glen Helen one. I didn't go because it was so expensive. Yeah. I want to say it was, like, but 75 like, bucks for us to go for a day. For the one, Anton, when we, went to, when we went to the MXGP at W Ranch in, in uh, Florida, it was pretty busy. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's one of those things, too. You know, they've tried everything. They tried to get RV to do it and see if that would boost it up. But they are expensive. And, and dude, I've said this. Now that Megan's going to races and, and I start to think of, like, if I got to buy a ticket every now and then. Because I bought her ticket this weekend. 155 bucks. 
Jesus fifty dollars for a pit pass. You know, that's two hundred dollars just for a ticket that they sold a shit ton of. Mm -hmm. You know, so that kind of stuff, like there is some money to be made out there and I understand where everybody's trying to do all that. But then sometimes like, yeah, those GPs nobody comes to. So it's like you run the risk of losing your shirt to bring all of this infrastructure and all these people over here and yeah. then the fans don't show up. Uh, hopefully, though, it just kind of becomes more of a motocross of nations deal. We kind of have too much on our schedule as it is right now. The Supercross only thing is gaining more and more steam from time to time. I don't know how you're going to be able to squeeze this in if five years ago you couldn't make this happen. But as I was kind of thinking on the drive home today, we are in such a better spot right now. The problems that we have are pretty good problems to have, almost too much competition. Whereas a few years ago, think about when Team USA didn't even want to go to the nation. Yeah. And other places weren't happening. So it's a good problem to have. Just hopefully we manage it the right way. We don't get into a situation where it all crumbles because everybody's stepping on each other's toes. Mm -hmm. So you were there. How wild was the celebrations? Dude, I I cannot believe those pictures you have of Kathy Tomac holding to <laughs> Eli's bike wide open. <laughs> so sick. Oh, dude, it was nuts. Uh, it was my ears are still hurting. I have PTSD from the air horns that I heard all weekend. <laughs> I was sitting at the hotel last night, like trying to go to bed, and I could hear the hum of like cars on the road outside. And I was like, it just sounds just like wah, like the air horns I've been yeah. hearing for three days. I mean, but dude, I mean, in the U.S., a U.S. victory. I mean, like, the, fuck, where was I? Italy? When, uh, when we won in Dungey and Tedesco and, and, and uh, Weimer were there. I mean, dude, that was psycho. I, was, I remember, I remember Dungy's mom like throwing up and <laughs> after party, and Chad ripped my t-shirt sleeve off, and dude, it had to be nuts. So, at the truck was wild. Like at the Star Truck was pretty crazy because bikes were getting revved like right away, and they were only doing it on Eli's bike. I didn't really see Justin's bike get revved up too much. It did get revved up for a while, but then mysteriously one of the mechanics went over and started finicking with some stuff, and then it wouldn't start anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I think that I think that Trevor salvaged his own bike there for that one, like that engine that he had built. They don't need the but, they don't need the current model Yamaha yeah, motor right. no more. So. Yeah. yeah, they just need them. <laughs> they just need them 250 engines for yep. a little bit longer. Yep. But blow the 450s out. But yep. dude, that thing went on and on and on and on. Dude, they had I, you know what I was thinking? If if I was this, if I was Joe, I would have took the chain off. Oh right? my god! Because think yeah. about it, if it's like wow, and some drunk guy hits the shifter. Oh. oh man! Like you know what? Actually, I think a couple. I think at a certain point, a chain did come off of Mike. Okay. Oh good. Yeah. But that's good. um, <laughs> yeah, they had the clutch cable zip tied to the lever, right? So there was no more of the wah 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 like clutch banging it. Yeah. But then um. <laughs> Kathy came over and did it and like first she just kind of got to the side and she revved it and then she jumped on it and just really got into it and <laughs> Kathy's so cool dude Kathy is, is is I've had a great time talking to her even in these last few weeks and uh she unloaded and just let it go and then as soon as she got almost finished John comes over and starts revving and then oh, so to yeah. see Kathy and then the general I'm like fuck yeah that's pretty tight Dude, and uh, then Eli with his goggles on, pulling tear offs. Pulling tear offs, dude. Pulling tear -offs. And the flag pouring, wrapped around him. Pouring beer in the exhaust for the leprechauns. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I mean, it, let, let, hey, is this his last destination? 
Oh, it's gotta yeah, be. Probably. Yeah, I mean, because be. I mean, let's say he wins Supercross again next year. Do they just go, "Hey, dude, come ride Designation for US this year"? You know, you can do it. Or does he go, uh, "No, let somebody else do it. I'm done." I said he's <laughs> yeah, done. I think he's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, then Honda didn't. Honda let Chase and Brandon rev the 450 like a little bit, but not as much. Uh -huh. <laughs> they didn't let him race the the, the 450 that hard. But then they had a stock one that they let him come over and rev. <laughs> what and is this? The prop bike. Here's your prop so, rev bike. Wait, wait. Did you say stock? Did it have like a stock pipe and shit on it? Like some a bike that one of the guys had that they had like borrowed out to a racer, oh. and then oh, they had like put back yeah. together. So, but it was like not a full HRC engine, right? So did it then, have the plates and everything at least? No, it just was. It, by the time that they gave it to him, it was just bare red plastic. <laughs> Wow. So, so warning labels on the did, rear fender. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, I think it did have a, a warning label sticker. But uh, as all of this is going on, I went over to Brad Hoffman and I'm like, Brad, you built these engines like really, really good. And he looks at me. He's like, well, the only thing that gets a concern is when the plastic inside melts. If the plastic in that engine melts, then we got a problem. And then he just like smiles and walks away. And I'm like, okay, this thing's going all night. And then it finally did blow up uh, on that Yamaha engine. I got to rev it. That was pretty sick. That felt cool to just to hold that thing wide open and just feel it vibrate. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but then, yeah, Chase came over. He revved it. They're pouring beers down his throat. <laughs> everybody's going nuts. Uh, everybody's talking shit. Everybody's having fun. But then, they did you see the rings that they gave him, like the big championship rings? No. Mm. So they gave him these big, like, Super Bowl-looking diamond rings. Okay. And uh, they didn't size anybody's fingers. It's just like a one-size-fits-all thing. So, like... They ask him to do a photo presentation in the in the press tent. And so, like, Eli and Justin put theirs on, and Chase goes to put his on, and it's, like, really tight, just jams it on, and then it gets stuck. Oh. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's, like, stressing. And Eli's like, hey, just stop. Just stop stressing about it. We'll get that off with Limoncello at the after party. Like, <laughs> Limoncello. And I'm like, that's sick. Like, Eli's on it. So when we got to the star rig, though, this is, like, pretty funny. All the mechanics were run by Don and Kathy had revved the bike before Eli had gotten there because he was in the motorhome, like, taking a shower. When he came out and he came around and started, he was on another level. Like, if he had done a whole bottle of Jim Beam to himself in that rig and came outside, I wouldn't be surprised because he was <laughs> so happy. Uh, so that was that was pretty sick. And, and just to kind of see that whole, like, wow. I had been wanting to see that for so long. Yeah. You know, Don, after hearing stories of you saying how wild those after parties get, I was... I was like, oh, man, I want to keep my shirt sleeves. But yeah. to see everybody just so happy and to have that. And, you know, I've worked for Team USA a little bit this year. So to see it all happen was cool. Um, I'll never forget that weekend. That was a good one. I, yeah. ho I hope Eli wins this next championship because I want to see him drunk in person. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. But, uh, yeah, the funny thing is those videos where they're doing shoeies out of the boot and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're pouring whatever into the boot. So Eli nasty. was pouring, like, some big so bottle nasty. in and then – Trying to empty a beer can into it. So it was, nasty. It was pretty funny. Hopefully it was a new boot. It was a brand <laughs> new red it. boot, I think. <laughs> I don't know. How about, uh, okay, so Justin Cooper, was he letting loose or is he just like his quiet self? Oh, yeah, he was letting loose, but like his letting loose, you still don't see any kind of change in demeanor. Like he's smiling and he's happy and everything, but he's not like a screamer. Yeah. <laughs> like some of the other, like. Eli's like, woo, you know, and then Chase is coming Flipped over. That. But, dude, a lot of head nods, man. A lot of Eli head nods. Dude, I was how about, dying laughing. Okay, whose original video was that? That moto means chopped up. 
where where they're in the back of a truck and Eli's doing his head pigeon head bob, and he, Chase holds a trophy over his head and then the globe falls off the trophy. I have a f a family friend that shot a very very similar video, but I don't know if it, he sent it to Dude, Motomage or not. This is the best. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen that moto meme yet, Anton? Yeah, I did. Dude. And then they, they took the trophy into the media center, and they were trying to figure it out again, and then it broke again. <laughs> <laughs> that globe is supposed to spin. It's on a motor. Oh, okay. okay. I was okay. wondering why it was moving like that. Yeah, still, it was awesome. That was, huh. like, the best post I think I've seen out of that moto memes guy. But, uh, yeah. So, wait. Okay, so, Anton, were they letting anyone rev the bike like fans and stuff because dude i re anton i got a snapchat of uh like a friend revving the bike yeah it got to that point yeah okay it got to that point. i mean they let me rev it <laughs> come one come all yeah it seemed yeah. like they were just like yeah 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 go <laughs> that's badass any uh any crazy like activity from the australian camp or or the french camp or were <laughs> they just like pissed that they didn't win um, the Australians just kind of see like, so Red Bull hooked up jet with Mario's bus and trailer, like that hospitality unit that's at everything. Yeah. So the Australians had that. And then they seemed to all work out of the Phoenix Honda rig that was there. So they were pretty mellow. Um, that's a really good young team. You know, Mitch is good. Mitch, Mitch Evans will be on that team for a while. So mm -hmm. will jet Hunter, obviously. Uh, so they did go, but you could definitely tell that they were wanting a little bit more and they weren't satisfied like at all with what they had gotten mm -hmm. um so nothing too too crazy there the french had rented um look like an indycar team's truck like their hospitality truck Dude. so then they had their whole own hospitality and like catering area to themselves but like nothing too crazy there it wasn't like the wild euro style motocross the nations really like they didn't play as much acdc as they play at the, the nations usually <laughs> in europe like it was different. It was really, really different in that regard. And I'll even say, like, the after party at the Alpine Stars thing, I didn't stay for that mm -hmm. uh, because I was worried about our car getting stuck because it kept raining. Yeah. yeah. But then um, it wasn't, like, as wild as I thought it would be. I think everybody was just kind of like, ah, sense of relief. And then even the after party wasn't, a, like, barn burner. It was just like, yo, get a couple drinks. That's cool. Yeah, but it's a Sunday night. We've all been traveling. We're tired after the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anton, were the tractors out in the fields pushing the, with the cars out again? <laughs> it did not get that bad. Thank God. Thank God. But like, I was definitely worried about that, even to the point that when we were getting in on Sunday, and I like Megan was driving because I was working on something, and I'm like, hey, whatever they tell you, like those parking people, you're gonna park over here so we can get like close to the road to get out. Yeah. And then they came over and, like, ran up on us and told us to move, so we didn't get to do that. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't, like, you know, apocalypse now in the back like I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder how some of the campgrounds are at the end. The bigger thing was I had heard on Friday night that there was some pepper spray incidents already, like riot control had to come in. Nice. And then I guess that that happened again on Saturday a couple times. Uh, well, I hey, Pilo and Jeremy from Motorsport International were there, so... Oh, oh yeah. Here. Oh, I saw them. <laughs> Maybe they got Pilo's last eye. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, like, if they sprayed Pilo in his eye, that doesn't work. Would it hurt? <laughs> oh, no. I don't, know. I don't see the problem. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, man, 
What an awesome job by uh, by Team USA. Yeah. It was certainly uh, a, a moment. You know, I wasn't even there. I was watching it. Hey, I'm almost moment. glad it did kind of rain because I think if it, it had showed. been perfect weather, yeah. we probably would have worked everyone. But yeah. because it did rain, those conditions, they had to rise above and beat them. Because I, be I know Sunday morning, the Euro guys had to just been salivating. Yeah, we got to give them a little bit of hope. You yeah. know? Anyway, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Again, if you want to win this pair of Pro Taper Clamp on Grips, uh, comment on SwapMotorLive.com on the Kickstart Podcast post. And, uh, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Since 1991, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.